Welcome to the best things in life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. Okay, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Best Things in Life podcast with me, Kevin Amoki. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the best uh, American president, USA all the way. Uh, it's uh, last week of October, so by the time you're listening to this, there probably is going to be either the same guy for another four years, or there's going to be a guy that you you're familiar familiar with. You know, Mr. Biden. So it's either going to be Biden or or uh, Trump. And as a uh, non-voting Canadian, um, uh, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter to me. Or maybe it does. Like, like, for instance, if whoever takes over launches a nuke and we're in its path. Uh, but anyways. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Best Things in Life podcast. If this is your first time, the way this podcast works is uh, I basically... Uh, pick whatever the best is in any given subject today it's going to be about a president tomorrow it could be about uh the best type of uh, mammal there's a lot of mammals uh just like there's uh, presidents there's 45 presidents uh, maybe a thousand mammals i'm not too sure but long story short is uh yeah i basically pick them i do the research i give a little bit of my own personal opinion uh, i read the stats i get a, a general consensus I like to get your opinions from time to time as well. So if you have them, drop them in the comments, you know, and if you've made it this far, uh, thank you. And uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and do all the social media stuff and share it. Share your opinions just like you share your posts about voting, you know, get the word out there. Vote and also subscribe. That's that's my or don't vote, but at least subscribe. And at least, at the very least, like, you know, because that uh, shows a little bit of life, you know. But anyways, let's get to it. Um, yeah, just so you know, you might hear weird sounds. I'm uh, recording this near a uh, near a construction site because I'm I'm uh, I'm special. I'm special. If you're just uh, listening to this, uh, yeah, I, I record from my car at various locations. I like to go for a ride and wherever I see an open lot. An open land. I I plot myself down there, and then I just I just do the pod because uh, I'm I'm free like that. I'm that that that's kind of the reason why I like to identify with Americans. I I'm I'm all about that freedom. You know, I go where I want to go, do what I want to do, fuck, kill, and uh, do whatever I want to do, right? Um, and also wear a mask uh, if if you can, you know. Um, but yeah, that being said, um. I'm going to be talking about presidents, American presidents. Full disclosure, I I don't I barely know about my own history and about Canadian history. I know there was the War of 1812. John and MacDonald was the first prime minister and O Canada was written by Justin Bieber. Um that that's all I really know. Um but in terms of like American history, I don't know much. And I did, I did a little, this was, of all the pods I've done so far, this is the one where I've actually did a little bit of digging. Um, I'm, I'm still surprised that uh, I think America is 244, 1776. Like 200 something years only in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of the world. And that, that's like four generations. So you could be like a 70 year old and be like, yep, I knew George Washington. No, he's probably not 70, but you could probably you could probably be like just two or three people removed from being like, yeah, George, I was there with George Washington. Right. So that, that, that that's the cool thing about American history is that it is pretty recent, but uh, also full of uh, lucrative moments that have shaped the globe. So, yeah, I mean, uh. Yeah, full disclosure, I don't know much about history. So this isn't going to be a history podcast. There are a million history podcasts out there if you want. 
I'm a big fan of her history hyenas. Um, but yeah, if you want to know about facts and stuff like that, this is not the pod. This is a pod where basically I go through what I know about every, uh, all the certain individuals today. Uh, I'm going to give you about 10, my top 10 presidents based on the stats. Um, the way I'm going to be determining it is obviously their, their, um, uh, their cultural or their, their impact, you know, what they've done that has left a legacy, you know, um, and, and, uh, also, you know, they're the, the, the type of the popularity of them, right. Popularity, you know, if you go to, if you go to polls, if you go to C-SPAN, if you go to, uh, these political polls, they're the popular. And that's the thing at the end of the day, you know, popular guys win. Like, you know, I, if you look out through the history of, 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 of uh, of America, like, dude, man, if you, if you just look in, the, in our, in our, in our generation, uh, who's won American presidency, it's always the popular guy like Obama versus Mitt Romney. Like was it Mitt, yeah, Mitt Romney was the second one. I think John McCain was the first, but you're talking about a cool, slick black guy versus crusty old white guys. Who do you think was going to win? You know? And, and, and also the, the, the last one, Donald motherfucking money Trump versus Hillary. My husband uh, cheated on me and still got away with it. Well, not really got away with it, but, but dude, like, like it's a popular guy, Wh- whether they're an asshole or not, or whether they're good for the country or not popular, pop, popular guys win, man. And nowadays with, nowadays with social media, you know, whoever's got the, the fire posts and, and, and who's ever buzzing more, you know, it's probably going to, you know, and that's why celebrities step in, right? Like at the end of the day, I know a lot of people knock on celebrities for, you know, posting their opinions and, you know, they should just stick to acting and all that stuff. But dude, they got the platform. And if, if they really, you know, want to swing people, you know, that, that's what they'll do. Right. And some of these people, anyways, I'm not talking about current politics because I don't know much about that being said, uh, let me tell you about uh, my own personal, like here's, Here's my own thing. If, if I became, if I became a American president, if I was illegally allowed to run for president, if I was allowed to be a president, here are my, here are my stances, I guess is what you say. See, I personally don't identify as a right wing, as a, as a left wing or uh, what are they called? Uh, Nonpartisan. I am a human being from Earth who makes decisions based on my gut, right? And I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to to hard, fast rules and all that stuff. I just go with the with with, with whatever you know, whatever. So, for instance, let's go through the uh, stances I would personally, if I was the president, uh, like for instance, what are some of the big key topics? Environment, the environment. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, the environment uh, has been along, has been here before us, and it will continue to be here after us. And whether the type of damage we do, you know, the type of damage that we do, we might be in the days right now where it's irreversible, and you know, it might just get worse and worse and worse and worse or whatever. But you, you can take steps to make them a little bit easier. But I don't think, I don't think you can really reverse. Um, things you can you can slow things down right and one one of the things is population man you got to start you got to start killing half of y'all half of y'all gotta die but my my stance on the environment is we need to protect it we need to obviously cherish it um stay away like like here's the thing the environment will will, will, will heal itself we just don't gotta be i just recently watched that david attenborough thing we just basically need to chill the fuck down on the fucking and uh uh, just, just, just let things like be on their own naturally. Let them come and stay out of things, you know, fucking like these coral reefs, man. Stop going in there and dripping oil, you know, uh, just, just fucking stay inside, play your video games, you know, stay in the cities. I mean, go outside and enjoy nature, but don't fucking pull shit in nature, fucking nature if you can. Cause that's, that's as good as it gets, you know? So that's my that's my stance on nature. You know, enjoy it, uh, get ready for the wrath of it, um, and try not to hurt it, right? And then uh, what else we got? Um, gay marriage. I'm for gay marriage. Why not? 
It's uh, people love. I'm 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 for marriage. For here's the thing, I I don't give a fuck what what what, what you what you put on your rings, you know what you want to call yourself or uh, who you fucking whatever. Uh, I mean I I don't even know why you want to get married, right? Unless there's here's the thing. If there if there are financial benefits, I think you need to cut that shit out. Like if if for some reason you know um. Uh, you know, it's easier to get a house as a couple because there's two incomes. Well, that could just be two people. I think that should be no. But like, if they look at you as like, is this my husband? And like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like if there's financial benefits, maybe that's why people are getting married. But dude, if you just want to call this guy your husband, or you want to call this guy your wife, or you, whatever it is, dude, you don't need the fucking government involved. Just fucking put a ring on it and fuck it. You know. So my my thing is, I don't give a fuck. You know, it just do just do you love is love and all that, you know, stuff. Um, what else? Gun control. Here's the thing. I like guns. I like shooting them because I, I like anything that involves me standing at a far distance, destroying something very far away from me. It's just a very primal uh, need that I have. And uh, I like I like I like that. Right. So that being said, uh, the whole gun control thing is I don't think everybody should have them. I think every here's here's the thing. If I was an American president because of the Second Amendment, everyone does have the, the right to bear arms. And I, I think I think that is, is a good right, because I think everybody should have access to and be able to, because uh, if you don't, it's almost like going back into the old days when only the samurais had samurai swords. Right. And uh, the samurais controlled like the weak people. Well, or is it the Shogun? I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm a little weak on Japanese swords. But, but long story short, is only a few people had swords. And then that way, only those people who have swords um, control shit, right? But if everybody had samurai swords and training, and see, that's my thing. I think everybody should have access to weapons. And I think everybody should ha- uh, have be properly trained and properly vetted. You don't want to give somebody who has multiple scleros- sclerosis fucking shaky parkinson's you don't want to give people with parkinson's guns because that could be that could be a problem right you got to make sure the person is of uh, uh, is 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 capable of safely handling and is trusted and you got to do your vetting program canada we do you know we do our checks and all that stuff we do the mental stuff we do a course in can in america here's my thing if i was an american president here's how i would do gun control right Everybody in high school, because, you know, high school shootings and all that shit, you immediately give every high school student uh, a rundown on a gun course, you know, and uh, open carry. And also you give them mandatory uh, one year training in guns and you give them maybe a mandatory two years in a martial arts. Right. So I want basically what I'm saying is I want every citizen of the American colonies of America. I want every American to be John Wick. Everybody just, you know, you know, just doing their own thing. But if, if, if somebody comes at you, pow, pow, bang, bang, and then fucking flip. And uh, yeah, you know, you're going to keep each other in check. There, there shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't be some crazy nut who comes in and takes out a whole bunch of people because those other people aren't prepared. I think everybody needs to be like, be like on the, be on, not on the edge, but Everybody needs to be fucking lethal, you know, and all that shit. Right. So that's another thing. You know, I think everybody needs to have access to gun, but be properly trained and uh, respect it. And I forget, there's like a there's like American saying something about like an armed society is a just or something or keeps everybody in keeps everybody. I don't know. It might be a Texas thing. Anyways. So, I mean, yeah, that's my stance on guns. What's another one? What's another stance that Americans are big into? Obesity. Okay, here's my thing with obesity. And this almost ties into homelessness as well. What I think is, is that Americans obviously eat way too much because their food is cheap and junk. But there's also homelessness who aren't able to eat. Right? So what I propose is for every obese person to be paired up with a homeless skinny person. That way, when the fat person goes and starts getting all gluttony and all eatony, um, they have to give half of whatever they get, whether it's their own money, whatever, to that homeless person. So that way you're taking care of homelessness. And hopefully this fat person's like, fuck, man, this guy's eating half of my shit. 
fuck. And then he loses weight. And then once he becomes a, well, I'm not going to use the word normal, but once he becomes of size, well, you know, a, a healthy body weight, that, that homeless person can fuck off. Hopefully that, 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 that homeless person by then would have reached a more normal situation and um, be a part of society as well. Oh, that's another thing. The whole jail thing, the whole American jailing system, it's kind of fucked up that America's like there's a huge population of jailing issues. Um, I think what needs to happen is, is you got you, the, the the crime system is like the whole first first offender kind of shit. Okay, you know what? It's to be honest, it's too messy me for me to figure it out. I just know that there's way too many prisoners that are just sitting around doing anything. There's got to be something you got to do with them. I think if I think if it's for instance, if it's a if it's a lifer like a lifer heinous crime kind of dude, you know, like a guy that like chopped up his family and all that stuff. You got to start, start using human experiments on that guy. You got to be like, you know, if you want to, you know, like here's the thing you want to, you want to cure cancer, give that guy cancer and then try and cure it. And if it doesn't big whoop, it was a prisoner who was just going to sit on his ass and take your tax dollars. Um, or if it's like a guy who's like, you know what? He, he maybe he committed a heinous crime, but like it was out of passion. And I don't know, this, this seems like, okay, I'm, I'm going to paint like an action movie, but maybe this, maybe this guy was like, a, you know, he killed a guy because that guy killed his wife and now he's looking for redemption. So, you know, like, he's like, okay, I'm going to be a human experiment. And then you now test out like Neuralink on him. You test out like uh, some type of like human enhancement, super strength bullshit on him. And uh, if it works, let him become a superhero redemption story. And if it doesn't work, well, he signed up and you know, he was going to be in prison anyways. So that's, that's what I would do with the whole prison system. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, the whole, the whole America thing needs to be, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, at the end of the day, America, you, you got to look at America as a country compared to other countries. It's so large that there's almost many countries in itself. Like, a guy from New York and a guy from like Virginia are like kind of different people. They talk differently, almost have, they might have basic similar values, right? But they're different people. So it's, it's kind of a messed up thing. So that's why when I, when I, when I read some of these, these presidents and, and what they've done to bring people together, um, they're impressive, but this podcast is the best things in life and only there, and there can only be one. So, uh, let's start digging into the best American president. The way I'm going to be going about this is I'm going to be going it in chronological order. So the order of appearance that they came in, uh, I'm going to be roughly going through, uh, what, the, some of the highlights of their career. I'm going to be also giving one of their best quotes that, uh, or one of the quotes they think so that you can kind of have a flavor of who that person was, right. You know, cause it's not, it's not what you say. It's, well, it's what you do, but you know, it's also what you say. So as a president, so my, so the way I'm going to be qualifying a president is one is obviously their cultural or their, their impact on America. Um, they, they've, they've had to bid through tough times and gotten through them or ended them. So I'm a big fan of war enders, right? You know, and, uh, there's a train right now passing by, if you're just hearing this, um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of guys that, you know, went through hard shit, found a way to end it, you know, cause that, 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 that's, uh, that, that, that's, a uh, that takes skill. You know, when, 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 when your country's falling apart or it's in peril, you got to find a way to stop the bleeding. Right. And that, that takes some skills, right. You can't be a panicker and you can't be a guy that also lets shit happen. Right. You know, so that, that's another way a qualifier I'm going to be doing. So somebody who obviously and obviously um, who I think carries who who carries themselves off as presidential. Right. I think somebody who speaks who, like, you know, all these guys are, are, are eloquent speakers, um, motivational dudes. You know, they're they're their leader. They're their leaderships material. Right. So let's dig into the first president. And the first president of America is also named after the city capital well the capital is named after him i am talking about george washington he was the first american president 
uh, served from April 30th, 1789, all the way to March 4th, 1797. I believe that was two terms. Yeah, yeah. Most of these guys are two-term guys unless they got killed. Uh, his political party was independent, obviously, because he was the first dude. Um, I think they were eventually called the Federalists or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, George Washington, he was an army man, a general in the American Revolutionary against the British, kicked their asses. He was a tactician, had wooden teeth, you know, and all that stuff. There's something about him chopping a cherry tree, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, man, he's the founding father, you know, and he uh, he was there. He Dude, he was there. It takes a fucking special fucking guy to not only say, fuck you, we want to be on our own. He said that to Britain, not in those words, but, you know, a little bit more eloquently, but also have a plan to bring people together. It's like he was like the fucking Tony Stark or Superman or Batman. He's like the leader of the, the Justice League, or I like to say American League. But basically, he brought everybody together and had a plan to do that. You know, you know what? it, Dude, man, you know how hard it's for me to, like, just call two or three friends to, like, hang out? You know, where I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm off. You're off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, what are you doing today? I'm off. Yeah, OK, let's hang out. Oh, no, I can't. Dude, it's fucking hard just to get people together to hang out. Imagine getting people together to fight for the same cause and to create their own manifest destiny, their own country, you know. So this guy fucking did it. And he was there for everything for the he presided over the creation of the U.S. Constitution. He was there for the independence declaration of independence. You know, and uh, he also signed uh, the Copyright Act of 1790, which basically started the whole patent. Well, not patent thing, but basically like if you have something, no other guy can claim it as long as you, you know, if you like you were a map, if you created a map or you were a mapper. Right. And you created it. You, another guy couldn't come along and be like, oh, yeah, that's mine. Right. So till this day, we still we have that because there's a lot of copycats out there. Right. But only there can only be one. You know, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, he's on the dollar bill. He's on Mount Rushmore. Actually, my next four presidents are going to be Mount Rushmore. So you probably know them. But, um, dude, he's he's a uh, he's a legendary guy. And one of his quotes is it is far better to be alone. I don't know. Why I'm saying this as a southern man. I like to say this. Washington would say it is far better to be alone than to be in bad company, you know. He was probably talking about the British. He probably didn't like the British being around because of the whole taxation without representation. Look, to be honest, my history, American history, is based off the movie uh, The Patriot and a little bit of a, uh, there's an AMC show called Turn. It's about turncoats. So I, I have a light history and National Treasure. National Treasure might be uh, my biggest influence on American history. But yeah, George Washington, uh, the first president. So obviously he gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of dude for pulling it all together. He gets a lot of things, you know, uh, the next guy uh, was also one of the founding fathers and he was a third president. And I'm talking about Thomas Jefferson. Uh, he served from March 1801 uh, to March 1809. He was a Democratic Republican back then. You could do that. You could be a both party guy. Right. Because they, they started it uh, and he was uh, he was originally a, a lawyer and a planter. Well, I guess he planted trees. I'm not too sure. Uh, he was one of the co-creators uh, of the Declaration of Independence. And without him, we wouldn't have a movie like uh, National Treasure. And Nicolas Cage, you know, wouldn't be here today. Now, nah, Nicolas Cage was doing cool stuff like Face Off. But, yeah, he, he created the Declaration of Independence. Um he was also there for the creation of West Point, uh, basically uh, the U.S.'s top military school, which, you know, basically made them a military powerhouse. Uh, and he also was the guy that basically expanded their fucking uh, the the map of America because uh, he did the Louisiana Purchase. He basically talked to good old good old uh, um, Napoleon and was like, hey, listen, you know, that middle part of America that's full of swamps hurricanes and you know french talking bourgeoisie guys yeah we we want to buy that for you for a pretty cheap price and napoleon was like yeah i'm busy uh, doing some war in the in the i don't know why he's talking like trump like yeah i'm doing war so uh yeah take it so 
Yeah, but he he basically expanded like he he basically did the major expansion of America, especially into those mid midwestern uh, states, uh, by doing the Louisiana Purchase, you know. And then uh, the thing is that he, Jefferson was a man that really spoke about uh, liberty and being free. The thing is, he catches a little bit of slack because even though he spoke about that and he was against the whole slave trade. He also owned slaves, just like George Washington. Now, here's 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 my thing. Here's my thing. The whole slave issue was a horrible situation that carried out for way too long. It is obviously it it, it is an ancient thing. It, it, you know, if you go back to the Egyptian, there's always been slaves, you know, but it made its way into America. America started on the backs of slaves and they, they, they've dealt with slaves for a long time. And it was a norm. It was a horrible norm, but it was a norm. So now I don't know if this guy was a whipper or not. I'm going to assume if a guy that says, yeah, they shouldn't own slaves, he at least would have treated them better. But he did own slaves, you know. Um, but listen, he created the Declaration of Independence. So you got to cut the guy a bit of slack. I mean, he's he's living in the times. It's almost like saying like, like, you know how everybody eats ass nowadays, right? And then in 100 years from now, people are like, people are like, like, um, oh, yeah, man, nobody eats ass anymore because it's it's disgusting, right? Well, it's like, hey, the norm was eating ass. Yeah, and I just realized I compared eating ass to slavery, but my bad, my bad. My, my, what I'm saying is, is that sometimes the things that were the norm, even though they're heinous and horrible now, were the norm back then. And you can't really, unless you got a time machine, you can't really change it. Right. You just got to accept it and deal with it and try to get over it. You know, so that that's my thing. But listen, man, Thomas Jefferson, he's on the U.S. nickel. Uh, he was also on Mount Rushmore. And just look and, and one of these quotes, and I'm a big fan of this quote. He is he says the tree of liberty must be. I'm going to try and say it as John Jefferson. Uh, the tree of liberty uh, must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. So. Uh, he probably wasn't Southern. I don't know why I'm saying Southern guys, but he's basically, you know what this is, and I'm going to translate it to uh to uh to, to something more um something more uh relatable. But basically, what he's saying, oops, gonna adjust my thing. Basically, what he's saying is that you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. You know, he's saying that look. Sometimes the you know freedom and 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 the things you want in life, you gotta fight over them, and it's gonna cost you something. It's gonna cost the other side something, but if you want it, you gotta do it. And that that that's kind of America in in. That is kind of Amer been America's stance, and people have tried to change them, but dude, that's America, man. You want something, you go out there. It's gonna hurt you. It's gonna hurt someone else. But if it's something that that you want, you know that, that's what it's going to cost, you know. So, Thomas Jefferson, third president. Now the next guy is fucking the front runner when it comes to being the best. Uh, he was the sixteenth president, and I'm talking about good old honest Abe, Abraham Lincoln. He served from 1861 to April uh, to April 15th, 1865. He was a Republican. You know, so for all those people that are like against Republicans and blah, 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 you got to, dude, if you go through the list, you, there's, there's, there's been a history of good Republicans, bad Republicans. There's been a history of good Democrats and bad Democrats, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, I think it just comes, I mean, obviously the parties change and blah, 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 but it comes down to the person. You know, you vote for the person. So whoever you're voting for, vote for the person. But yeah, Abe Lincoln, he originally was a lawyer. Uh, and he was also uh, the president that ended a little thing called, oh, I don't know, the Civil War. You ever watch a movie called Glory? It was, it was, it's the it's, in the most recent history. I mean, you're talking, yeah, 200 years, 200 years. Dude, you're talking about something that, you know, there were pictures and cameras of this shit. But you're, dude, the Civil War was the worst. You got to think about it. A country where literally, you know, like if I got a cousin down in uh, in uh, like if I'm living in uh, New York and I got a cousin down in Florida, you know, he's having a good old time. 
all of a sudden because of the whole slavery thing, but there's more, there's more to it. But all of a sudden I got to go kill him and he has to come and kill me. That's a horrible, that's a horrible place to be as a country where you got to kill somebody that's in your own country. Like, listen, if you want to go out and kill other country members, cause you know, you want to establish dominance, whatever that's, that's your prerogative as a superpower. But if you want to, you know, you got to start killing your own cousin, your own brother, your own fucking neighbor. You know, it's kind of fucked up. So, dude, he uh, he ended the Civil War. Uh, he was also uh, the eight, uh, the emancipation, uh, emancipation uh, proclamation of 1863, which basically freed slaves, you know. Um, and then he also did the uh, 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. So, dude, if you want to talk, dude. If you go, every black person right now that's that's walking around in America, you got to thank this guy, right? He's got to be your best, right? You know, because 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 he freed a lot of people, you know. Even though in Canada we were we were pretty cool. Well, I mean, you know, we've had our shit too with natives, but I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, man, he abolished slavery. Uh, he also did the, he was there for the Pacific Railroad. Um, he be, he basically connected the east to the west, right? Again, a, a man that connects, uh, that, you know, stops the fighting, you know, connects people from east to west, because there was also that east-west divide, right? Uh, he's also famously known for that Gettysburg address. It's like a two-minute thing, but, dude, if you hear him speak, he's a fucking, like, dude, man. It, it, it's very funny, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to knock, but it's very funny to listen to if you if you listen to to the Gettysburg Address, you know, where it's like four years and four score and seven years, something like that, right? And then all of a sudden you listen to like one of Donald Trump's speeches, like "fuck that guy, uh, grab him in the pussy," right? Like, dude, it's 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 weird how we've gone from that to this right and i'm not you know trump is trump but i'm just saying uh yeah man it's, it's interesting how we went from eloquence to you know a little bit of good you know rough talk a little bit of downtown boys you know proud <laughs> i don't even know what that is um but yeah man abraham lincoln's also on the penny he's the five dollar bill and he's also on mount rushmore and he's he was also assassinated uh in 1865 he basically um, what do you call? It? I think after General Lee, um, right there, Ooh, got the sun. Sorry, you got the sun. Um, basically, uh, what do you call? It? After General Lee uh, surrendered, and, and you know, he just—I think he just started his second term. After General Lee, and you know, everything was going to go, and I think this was going to be basically, uh, 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 you know, Abe's like easy, easy, uh, easy next four years. He gets killed by a, a South sympathizer, uh, John Wilkes Booth, right? And I mean, there's a lot of fucking conspiracy theories about that, right? But uh, yeah, man, he was killed. Um, and just one of his quotes, just so you know, it's like, uh, if you give me six hours, I'm going to say this. If you give me, if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. You know, that's what he's saying there. Translation. Is that when it comes to doing big tasks like running America or or whatever, you you preparation is more important than the execution. Preparation, because knowing where everything can go wrong and whatever, and just getting ready, you know. So that that that's a very good saying and a quote too by by Abraham Lincoln. So. Yeah, man, I think Lincoln, you know, for one of the roughest times in American history, uh, got him out of that, did a lot of good shit for, for, for just people in, in general. I mean, ended slavery, so he's definitely a contender there. And a lot of people don't know this, but he was also a vampire hunter. And he, he, he basically eradicated the vampire race from the American, uh, for, from America. You know, they're all now, uh, res they all now reside in Eastern Europe, you know, because they don't want to come to America and deal with Abe Lincoln, the vampire hunter. True story. I saw the documentary. Uh, if you believe that, God damn it. Uh, okay, the next one I'm going to be talking about is 
this guy might be the most charismatic of all the presidents. This guy was a fucking, this guy was a proud boy. Now, I don't even know what that means, but he was a cool. I'm talking about the 26th president. I'm talking about Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, he served from September 14th, 1901 to March 4th, 1909. He was a Republican. Uh, he was also a lawyer and author. And uh, he also was a leader of the Rough Riders uh, and a cavalry uh, company uh, in the Spanish-American War. So he was he was a war man, too. He knew how to he knew how to fight. You know, uh, the, the guy, apparently, when he was young, he, he had asthma and he was kind of like a, a weakling. But he fucking muscle like we're talking. This is like 1900. Right. So he muscled through that shit and became like an avid outdoorsman hiking and hunting. And I think I saw a picture of him riding a fucking moose, you know. He was also the youngest guy because uh, I forget who the guy was before Roosevelt, but he got assassinated and Roosevelt was his VP and he took over and he was the youngest president at 42 years old, you know? And yeah, he was an outdoorsman and just, just loved nature. So many of the national parks, the monuments that you know today, uh, everything like that and conservationism and, uh, you know, preserving the American frontier and all that stuff can be all traced to that guy, you know? Um, he also, he, he expanded into, you know, South America, he, you know, in South America and he took, he created the Panama Canal, right? Because, uh, what happened was, um, there wasn't really, no, I think there was, there was another war, but basically, uh, what happened was, um, they wanted to expand uh, the naval, the Navy. So, uh, ba to, to basically be all they ba basically he wanted like Americans to be around the world on their ships to let people know, hey, listen, we're America. We're here if you need us because we're Team America, you know, and uh, he he also helped out with uh, ending the Russian Japanese war and uh, won the Nobel Prize in 1906. And uh, he's also on Mount Rushmore. So he's like he's like a guy that. Um, he's a guy that basically accomplished a lot at a young age. And uh, was really about about the, the beauty of America and 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 its and its land, right? You know, and one of his quotes is "Speak softly, and carry a big stick. You will go far." And today's translation is basically, "Be shy, but have a big dick, and you'll get a lot of bitches." That's that's a translation. No, but basically, what he's saying there is. Uh, you know, I mean, you, 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 when you're talking to anybody, don't come at them hard. You know, like, that, that's another thing. When I see all these protests today, they, they immediately go from zero, like, especially if somebody's not wearing a mask, they'll go from zero to a hundred. It's like, no, no, no. Speak nicely, speak eloquently, ask them. And if they push you, it's like Roadhouse, right? With, with Kevin, with, uh, God damn it, Patrick Swayze, right? It's like Roadhouse. It's like, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do, but be nice. And then if they're going to push you and still be nice. But then the moment it comes, you don't be nice. And then you rip their throat out. Right. That's basically the stance of that. Um, so, yeah. Theodore Roosevelt. Cool guy, man. Cool guy. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is uh, basically his nephew or no. His niece's husband. I'm not too sure. It's family member. But basically, the 32nd president, Franklin Delano, Franklin D. Roosevelt. He was a 32nd president. He served from March 4th, 1933 to April 12th, 1945. And he was a Democrat, you know, and he was also a lawyer. Uh, dude, he was he was a president during the during another rough period time. Um in America's history, he was there. He was the president uh, during the Great Depression, where you know they 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 you know they were economically in a really because after World War One, uh, World War One, things kind of were a little you know like they were a little slow and you know diseases and I think also what do you call uh, the prohibition was going on. So America was just like in a really rough fucking spot. And then you got near the end of his career, uh, you, you got World War Two, and Hitler. And all that stuff starting up, right? So, you know, he, 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 and that's why he also ended up being the longest serving president. He ended up having 12 years, you know, because uh, 
obviously coming in during the Great Depression and then World War II starting up. They didn't, I guess they didn't want to go with somebody else because he was proving himself. He did a lot of, he did a lot of basically, uh, not welfare, but I, I guess you call it welfare, but he did a lot of stuff to basically get America out of the slumps. He ended prohibition, right? He ended prohibition and, um, hold on, my fucking, my lighting, the sun's moving around, but he ended prohibition and, uh, yeah, man, he, he, he got America out of its slump. And uh, he also married his fifth cousin. I don't once removed. I don't know what what like. I don't know what that means. I mean, listen, if you got a hot cousin and there's the blood's not really that thick, go for it, right? Um, But yeah, uh, one of his quotes is: "The only thing we have to fear is fear itself." So he was a guy that kept calm. You know, he he knew. You know, he. He had a plan to get to get to get people through it. And, you know, during again, during a dark period in American history, he uh, was hope. He provided hope and and got him through it. And uh, I think he was going to actually continue, but he ended up dying near the end of his career. Right. So that leads into the next. Yeah. So, I mean, Franklin D. Roosevelt during during again, another dark period. He basically kept everybody calm and carried them through it. He weathered the storm of the Depression and World War II, right? And then we get into our next president who was basically just after uh, Roosevelt, and I'm talking about Harry S. Truman. He was a 33rd president, served from April 12th, 1945, because so, uh, Franklin uh, basically died from his, uh, I forget what he had, but he was in a wheelchair. He was just a sick guy. And then, uh, yeah, Harry Truman from April 12th, 1945 to January uh, 20th, 1953. He was a Democrat. Um, he originally was a, a farmer, businessman, and in World War One, he was a World War One captain, and he was the guy. So Delano uh, Roosevelt was basically the the war the war guy. You know, uh, you know the, the America slowly winning and coming back and all that stuff. Um, but uh, what happened was, uh, you know, Japan. J- Japan was still a bit of a fighting bug. So Truman was the guy that basically said, fuck it, we got to end it. This is this is bullshit. This war has been going too long. Look, Hitler's already going down. You know, we're, we're, we're you know, we're working with the Ruskies and the British. We got to fucking end it. And how do you end things in a way that's like, listen, I don't want any more our people killed. I don't want any of our guys killed. I don't want any of our, our boys hurt anymore. You drop a nuke. And that's what that's what Truman did. Now, this is where it gets very wish because, like, listen, some people are pro-nuke. Some people are against nukes, right? I think out of frustration, what he did was, again, he didn't want to see another one of his boys die. So, and at, at this time, they had villainized the whole Japanese thing and all, the, all that stuff. But he dropped the nuke. And, yes, what happened was horrible and should never happen again. But. It showed the world what can happen when we get to that brink, you know, when 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 we've pushed each other to that fucking edge where we don't want to fight anymore, but we got to end it. We nuke it and hopefully we never go there again. Uh, But listen, if we didn't drop the nuke, we wouldn't have PlayStation five. Look at that correlation, right? Uh, Japan became a, a superpower after that and basically kicks our ass in technology and they have their own robots because they're probably going to get ready to fuck us up one day in their Gundam suits, you know? But anyways, yeah, Harry Truman dropped the nuke, ended the world, uh, ended World War II basically like that. And uh, he also, because of, you know, the, the, the war took its toll, he he started doing humanitarian aid and helped build the, uh, build rebuild Western Europe, started sending aid over. And I think he had to do the deal with Israel and all that stuff. Uh, and I'm not too sure. Again, it's a rough, rough thing. He established NATO, you know, the the basically, uh, you know, all, all, all the, the, the allies of that time coming together, being like, listen, we can't fuck around like this anymore. Uh, we got to be, be be together as one big global planet. Uh, he created the CIA, NSA, and he was also for integration into the military and federal uh, program. So he was also good, great for um, uh, the the. Uh, what do you call that? The uh, the racial movement, the uh, segregation, uh, not segregation. Yeah, I guess it was segregation. No, no, 
Yeah, yeah I, I forget what he called her, but he was basically he, he's like, listen, we want black people and people of color to start coming because they've been a part of our history for so long. Let's start getting them into our actual places of power. And I think he even appointed the first black judge, Supreme Court. I don't know if it was him. I'm not too sure. Again, history's rough. But listen, man, he was he he was a wartime president, ended it, and then became a social justice president, right? So, you know, Truman Truman was also a good guy, you know. And uh, one of his quotes is, "It is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit." Credit, dude. That was pretty much my my high high school career, right? Whereas, you know, I would always ask these nerds to help me out and they didn't care. They just wanted to get the work done. And then I got the credit. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's and that's how I survived high school. Anyways, let's get into the next president. Um, This guy again, uh, these next couple of guys, they're in succession. I want to say this was the golden age of America, but. The next guy was a 34th president right after uh, Truman and talking about Dwight D. Eisenhower. He served from January 20th, 1953 to January 20th, 1961. He was a Republican, right? Uh, and he was a World War II five-star general. Uh, he fought in World War II. He was uh, him and I think Patton were some of the big boys of that time. So, yeah, man. I mean, he, 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 was, he was a war guy. Uh, and then he he was also involved with ending the Korean War because what happened was the uh, after uh, after World War II there was a bit of a skirmish with China trying to pull pull shit and do lands and trying to spread communism and kind of got into the North hence you got North Korea and there was battling going on and almost uh, I think what do you call uh, uh, U.S. was almost going to go and start fucking up with China you know, back then and all that shit. So it could have been the China war, but it just happened in Korea. And basically he, 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 the, the funny thing is that even though he was a wartime president and he was an army man, he actually just wanted peace. He wanted peace. So he actually, you know, was like, Hey, listen, let's, let's do this. Let's cut North China. You, you can deal with the North. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll deal with the South. And that's how you got North and South Korea. Right. And that's how you have kimchi today in LA. So thanks to Eisenhower. Um, but yeah, he established things like NASA. You know, he, he, he knew he knew that, you know, the exploration of space may one day become a priority to us, even though we know we can't see it now. Dude, our planet, you know, may, maybe the answers aren't all here. Maybe they're in the stars, you know, just like Interstellar. And he also had the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1957. So but, uh, he basically... I believe he was the the president. So there was this at the time they were doing integration. And I think there was a school in somewhere in the South and they, they, they wanted to get black kids mixed with the with white kids. And there was obviously tension there. So he ended up sending the army basically saying, Hey, listen, this is happening. So you race to stay the fuck out. This is happening. And today we are now a multiracial uh, uh, society. You know, and uh, even if it has to be forced on these racists, you got to you got to you got to do what you got to do. Um, he was also and he, he this is this is my favorite little thing. He uh, he basically created the interstate highway system. So basically what Lincoln did with the railways, he did with cars. He brought the interstate so that you can drive from New York to L.A. or from from Texas to fucking Alabama, whatever. He created that system. And dude, if you don't think that has any impact, look at today. You want to get an Amazon package, whether it's being flown in or not. But but, but dude, those interstate highways uh, connect us in, in a lot of ways. You know, so and um, one of his quotes were, uh, what counts is not necessarily uh, the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. You know, so what he's saying is, uh, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. That's really what he's saying. You know, so after after Eisenhower, after Eisenhower um, came one of the most famous, I would say, most famous in recent times presidents, the 35th president. Again, this, in succession, this last couple of guys. Uh, I'm talking about the 35th president, John F. Kennedy. Uh, he served from January 20th, 1961 
to November 22nd, 1963. He was a Democrat. Um, he was an author, a U.S. Naval officer in, in many awards. And he was also a, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, you know. And he, he was a big guy for civil rights. I mean, this is, we're talking about the 60s and Martin Luther King and all that stuff. He was a big civil rights guy. But he was also involved in a couple of hard times. The Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, which basically was Russia was trying to get their, their communist uh, hands close to America. And they wanted to go to Cuba, right? And, and Castro and all that shit, right? So they wanted to send nukes right there, right at the border, right? With, you know, 30 minutes away from, from uh, the States. But uh, yeah, he basically, now the thing is that he was also, so the Bay of Pigs, if you don't know what the Bay of Pigs was, uh, I, near the end of Eisenhower's administration, they wanted to go and assassinate, um, they wanted to go and assassinate uh, Castro, right? And then put their own guy in power and all that stuff. So that mission kind of happened and then Kennedy got the tail end of it and kind of got the rap for trying to kill Castro, right? Which was why... Up until recently, America and Cuba had a very big tensions, right? Um, but he he de-escalated things. You know the Cuban Missile Crisis. He uh, also established the Peace Corps, Peace Corps, sent it around the world and tried to establish peace, and started creating the Apollo missions to get to the moon to be the first person on the moon. Because again, he knew because that it, it was almost not only a great step for science and for for thing, but it was almost a almost a dominance thing to get to the moon first, right? Because it showed whose country was better between them or Russia. And, you know, if you in the words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. So they got there first, you know, with the Apollo missions. Unfortunately, he was assassinated in 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Or no, no, it was in Texas. But uh, and there's a whole conspiracy about it, whether it was the mafia whether it was the guy that took after him, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was actually a good president, um, or, or or whatever, because the whole there was, there's a lot of politics behind it. I don't want to go down that route in conspiracies, but basically what he did was during during his short time for the civil movement, for the space movement, and just for protecting the country and creating that, he did great. And one of his legendary quotes is, "Ask not what your country can do for you, um, but ask." what you can do for your country. And I think that's a big thing today, man. You know, dude, stop asking other people to do your shit. If shit's going down, you got to take care of it yourself. No one's coming to save you. You know, no one's coming to wipe your ass. Do it yourself. You know, so that that's another thing, right? So then um, the next guy that's on this list is going to be a little controversial. Uh, I put him down there because, again, he does have popularity. Um, and from an economic point of view, he's probably one of the best economic guys uh, for the country. I mean, there's, there's, there's some. I'm talking about the 40th president, Ronald Reagan. From January 1981 to January 20th, 1989, he was a Republican. And he was like what you call a modern day Republican. He had very strong, hard stances on things. He probably would have been against gay marriage and. And uh, what else? Uh, basically, all the progressive stuff that we have today, he'd probably be against them. I would oop, move the camera, my bad. I just got to adjust that thing. Sorry. I need to get a better stand. But yeah, he he was he was a staunch Republican, you know, and uh, he 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 was originally an actor. So he obviously spoke eloquently, had great speeches and all that stuff. But um, he also had this thing called Reaganomics. Trickle down economics. So basically, the, the the idea behind that was loosen the leash on the top guys in terms of taxes and 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 all that stuff, so that they can make as much money as they can, and then eventually, you know, they can pay their workers and trickle down the economy, so that so that you know, it's 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 almost like saying, oh yeah, give give Amazon and and Microsoft and all these guys the ability to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And then everyone else is going to benefit, right? Now, I don't know too much about economics. But I do see the, the the idea in that of like, you know, letting... But then there's also the drawback of like, if you let these guys go off and make whatever, they can be greedy and just keep it to themselves and, and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But here, the thing that I do know is that during the 80s, uh, 
America's economy was on top and they were, they were, they were, uh, the eighties America might be my favorite time period in the history of America. Just the sustenance, you know, cocaine. So that's another thing. He, he started the war on drugs, wanted to take it out, you know, went up against Pablo Escobar and the cocaine and all that stuff. Um, which uh, kind of started another because a lot of people went to jail for, for, for harsh, for, 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 for drugs and, and, and crimes and all that shit um, because of him. So it, it's a bit rough. Again, he was a Republican. He was hard and fast. Uh, he also uh, invaded Grenada to battle communism. Apparently there was communism. Hap- Again, I don't know why, but listen, Team America, World Police, uh, you know, there's communism. We're going to we're going to stop it. Right. And he also told Russia to tear down the walls. And basically, I don't know how he basically talked to fucking uh, Gorbachev. I was like, listen, uh, we're king shit now. Uh, Russia, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop this communist bullshit. And uh, yeah, they, the USSR ended because he just said that, you know. And he basically brought an end to the Cold War. The Cold War was light history. Was uh, basically Russia and America were going at it with like their nuclear, like, oh yeah, we got nuclear bombs. Oh yeah, we got nuclear bombs. And they were kind of going at it for the longest while. Yeah, we'll fucking launch it. No, we'll fucking launch it. And basically Reagan said, hey, man, let's chill the fuck out, man. Take, you know, smoke. No, don't smoke this drug. But he's like, just chill the fuck out. Let's let's just fucking start de-escalating things. So, I, again, I don't know how the history of that happened. But, yeah, dismantled the USSR. Uh, he was also attempted to listen. Someone attempted to kill him, too, um, which I mean, listen, if you look at the presidents that were killed, that could be a sign that you're a good president if someone's trying to kill you. Because you're trying to rattle the cages. So, again, I don't... I, I put him down there as as a... Here's the thing. I think sometimes you need to rattle the cages. Like you go back... If you go back to Jefferson speaking, sometimes you need to, you know, crack a few eggs uh, to make an omelet. And I think Reagan kind of did that. He shook things up. Uh, I guess kind of like what the president... The current president is doing. Maybe he's rattling it too much. But it... When you rattle things like that, you, you you expose the flaws, right? You know, so yeah, I would say as a Repu- as 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 a Republican president in the, in the past, whatever, like you know, comparing to guys like Bush and then Trump, I would say Reagan's better than those guys. I don't know, you gotta let me know, but I'm putting him on the list. He's not. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you right now, he's not the best, but he's he's as a as one of a modern day Republicans, I would put him up there. One of his quotes was, uh, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. I don't, you know, so you do what you want with that. Now, the next guy on my list, again, going to be a little controversial because he is more recent. Um, And I think, but I think if you look at the history of all the presidents I'm talking about, and again, dealing with all the shit that this guy has to be on there as 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 a monumental guy. And I'm talking about Barack Hussein Obama. He's the 44th president, served from January 20th, 2009 to January 20th, 2017. Uh political party, he's a democrat. Uh he was a lawyer, a community organizer, and more importantly, the first black uh uh president. You know, and you got to look from a country that only a couple hundred years ago had his type of people in chains to now him being able to run the country says something, right? Whether you politically agree with him or not. I mean, I know from, from what I, again, I don't know the history. People were saying that he was a good president, but he was economically bad for America. And, and he was good for, he basically was a good president that was good for other people around the world, but wasn't necessarily good for America's interests. So that that's, a, again, another thing that, that that's something to consider. Um, but, dude, he did try to create Obamacare, which here's the weird thing of all the countries, man. Dude, Canada, we got this healthcare system where, you know, if I'm sick, I can go in. I'm going to be good there. If you go in and you have something, you got to pay money. But if you don't got the money, you're probably going to die. That's kind of fucked up. Right. And Ob- Obama tried to do something with Obamacare, which I think is kind of like that, where it's like a. You know, you're taking care of them no matter what, but you got eventually. I don't know what it was, but long story short, is he tried to give you guys better health care. And I think you guys are fighting about that. And then 
he also did the Don't Ask, Don't Tell Act in 2010. Basically, you know, opened it up for he was very good for, uh, to the to LGBTQT community. And, you know, you know, obviously passing the legalizing the same sex marriage. So, you know, they they could feel part of, again because they're they're integrated into America. They can now feel and, and be like the rest of Americans. Right. Which is important. You know, whether you agree with it or not, I mean, if you're if you're a citizen, you should be you should have should be able to feel treated and have the same access like all the others, right? You know, it, as long as you're a citizen, that's the thing, right? I mean, we'll, I don't know, the whole immigration thing, I, I I don't know, I don't want to touch that, but here's the thing: if you're a citizen, you should be able to have all the same equal rights. Doesn't matter what you fuck, who you fuck, what your beliefs are. But if you're a part of the citizen, you should be able to partake in whatever whatever that that particular society has. Right. So he uh, he did that. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, economically, he was he was there, there during the, 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 the fucking 2008 crash. And, uh, you know, the, the recession after that, the, the Great Recession, as they called it. So economically, not that great. But but he did he did take down a couple of bad guys. He did. He did take out. Uh, he did take out bin Laden. You know, the guy that hurt you so bad in nine in, in 9-11. He, he, him and his boys took him out. Also took out the big guy, Muammar Gaddafi. And, uh, you know, he took out these big, these big heinous guys who were fucking up not only America, but, but, but their own countries. And he, he gave them a little bit of freedom. So for those guys that say Obama was a put like, no, man, he took out some big heavy hitters, you know, and he also had better. He closed uh, in 2014. Uh, he started having better relationship with Cuba. So I think the import kind of opened up. I was in Cuba in. 2015 2016 and i think things started to get like yeah there, there was more life because you, you imports right because that's another thing they're not too they don't get too many imports like fuck man the food there is just a little rough uh but i think things are getting better especially with the relationships and uh one of his speeches were is change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time we are, I'm going to try and say this. No, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, we are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. Basically, he's kind of doing what what, what uh, Kennedy said, you know, take care of your own shit. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, Barack Obama, uh, when, obviously it's recent times, so it's going to be polarizing. Uh, but you got to realize what he's done socially, like socially for 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 for, for Americans. Um, economically, guess not that great, but he also took some, took down some big heavy hitters. So anyways, those, those are the guys I'm not going to do an honorable mentions list. There are a lot of guys that, that came to my list. They were, they're talking about Polk, how he got California and all that stuff. Ulysses S. Grant, who was like, you know, a, a general. So there's a lot of other guys that thing, but I don't want to talk about the, those other guys. Um, cause I'm only talking about the best. So here's the thing when it came to my decision again it came to who who was there for the most turbulent times in america who brought america together who did the biggest impact for america and who just puts a good face on america um you know i mean there's big names there right you got you got george washington the first who brought america together you got uh, abraham lincoln who basically uh ended the battle between and brought everybody together and free you know created truly made america free you know and then and then you got uh you got who else you got um you know franklin d roosevelt who basically again during the darkest times kept everybody calm collected and you know got them out through a tough time so you know i would say one two and three are probably those two guys so when it comes to the best american president of all that I would say the best American president to date is Donald Trump. No, I'm not, I'm not, not going to troll you guys. The best American president is Abraham Lincoln. I think Abraham Lincoln, again, turbulent, even though, I mean, he didn't have a longest career. Some other guys like Delano or, or was a revolt as Roosevelt or whatever. And, Obviously, didn't have the the history impact as, as a thing. He was there when when the the country was literally killing itself, right? They were killing each other. They were gonna split up. Could you imagine if they lost and 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 you now have like a 
you'd have like the USA just be the top like little portion, and then you'd have like the southern states. I mean, dude, those southern states if they stuck together, fuck, would it be wild? Because because could you imagine that? Like you know them f- driving around and fucking uh, Confederate flags and fucking uh, you know doing southern shit like that'd be a, like, dude, man, way more guns that like. I feel like the North would probably be like, I mean, we're talking if, if it, if, if it'll, if it evolved, the Northern States would be kind of very like nerdy kind of whatever. And then the South would be like, like every, basically everybody would be how I was saying, like everybody would be fucking John Wick guns fighting each other, fake boobs, explosions, you know? Uh, but the, but America isn't that America's about balance. And I think I think I think Abraham Lincoln brought that balance was able even though America is almost like having multiple countries in one country, he found a way to unite it. And I think if people in America realize that, hey, you are one country and even though somebody is different than you, a few couple of states away from you, you're still under the one banner and you and down to your core, you still do believe in those core issues, you know. And at the end of the day, it's all about, dude, man, you, you guys are about freedom. You guys can go and do whatever the fuck you want, you know, and you guys should be able to to enjoy that. So um, as a Canadian who uh, would like to be an American one day, uh, uh, I, w- I would say Abraham Lincoln is the guy you want. And whoever you vote in the next couple of years, you know, after Biden or, or whatever, uh, think of that. Right. Somebody that's going to bring everybody together and that's going to make make everybody whole and and, and, and t- your own interest. You, that's where I think you got to be selfish is that you, you can't be voting for a guy that's going to ple- a people pleaser. He's got to be a guy that's like, I want to take care of everybody one way or another. Anyways, that that's the uh, that that's my pick for the best American president. You let me know how I did and you let me know if you want me to run for presidency one day. I'll come down there right now, get a citizenship, do all that stuff. And oh no, you can't fuck because Arnold, Arnold would have been a Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been a fucking amazing president. But anyways, or Dwayne Rock Johnson, I don't know. Anyways, oh fuck those two guys. Anyways, let me know uh, in the comments. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, I'm I'm having really fun with these these podcasts. I want to do them for a long time, and uh, I'd like to get to know more about you guys and what you guys want to hear. So don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And uh, yeah, thanks. And uh, whoever you vote for, good luck.